At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Avari here in the VEASAN studio with Wes Reynolds. Filling in for Brady Cannon today. Going to do my best while we uh, explore everything that's going on in the NBA, the NHL, and more. Lots of great guests coming up this show. Steve Mackinan, one of our Point Spread Weekly editors, will join us. Lou Finacaro, also a Point Spread Weekly contributor. We'll have JVT in studio with us to talk NBA at the top of the second hour. And we'll also have Josh Applebaum later on in the show. Now, I want to kick things off by saying if you were not a fan of Damian Lillard before last night, you have to be now after the show he put on 55 points on just 24 shots mind you that's a career postseason high for him I believe he also had 12 three-pointers which is a playoff record and yet the Trailblazers still could not get it done in double overtime the nugget the Nuggets took the uh, win there and now lead the series three to two the series odds now have the Nuggets favored minus 250 and the Trailblazers two to one Wes what did you think of this one yeah Damian Lillard ended up being an unfortunate part of NBA playoff history there have been three players that have had 55 points or more in an NBA playoff game loss mm. Michael Jordan was the first 1986 where he had 63 against the Celtics where he kind of cemented himself really as the best player in the world that was kind of early in the Bulls run where they had to go through the pain in the playoffs before they won those six championships so so far very good company yeah Michael Jordan (laughs) and then last year Donovan Mitchell had 57 against the Nuggets in 2020 lost the game little were 55 last night so what an anomaly though for the Denver Nuggets on that side you have given up 55 points or more to an opposing score two years in a row and you win both of those games. You kind of look at this series. It's like, how the hell is Denver up three to two where now Portland has to go back to rip city mm-hmm. and survive a game six to go ahead and extend this to seven. And really it was, a, it was a one man show with Lillard last night because nobody else for Portland really <laughs> stepped up. Nobody else, despite the fact that this goes double overtime, it goes over in regulation and it ends up going double overtime, 147-140, the final score, Denver with the win. Nobody else had over 20 points uh, in with the uh, Blazers last night. So it was really Lillard carrying them. Nobody else stepped up. So we shall see for game six. I ended up not getting involved in the series, even though I kind of leaned at Portland was like my pick mm-hmm. to win this series. They were small favorites as the six over the three. But... 
you just kind of wondered with this team because the defense is just not very good for Portland and, and it really hasn't been all year. It wasn't obviously in the extra overtime periods last night. So now Portland uh, sweating it out here down three to two going back to Rip City here on, I believe, uh, Thursday night for the next game. So great performance, but all for naught. Yeah, all over my Twitter timeline, it was people saying, please come to our team, Dame. Just someone get him some help. Please help this man. And I've always admired the fact that, look, he wanted to stay in Portland. He was comfortable there because we're so used to this culture, I think, in the NBA where it's like, okay, got to chase that ring because everybody else has done it. LeBron clearly did it. A lot of the other stars did, but he's comfortable there. And he played in the in kind of near the Pacific Northwest a little bit at Weaver mm-hmm. State. So, you know, he was comfortable in that market and he took a bunch of money, obviously, to stay there. But I was uh, texting with a buddy of mine that lives up in Portland, Oregon, that's a big Blazer fan and a ticket holder uh, most years. And he was like, you know what? I don't blame him if he leaves. I don't blame him if he goes, How could even, you? even though yeah. because he just didn't get the support. And you really saw that materialize last night. And that's why I was a little bit gun shy to go ahead and bet the Blazers for the series. Absolutely. And he's been the ultimate teammate. He doesn't badmouth his coach. He's mm-hmm. just really he's been a great uh, representation for that organization. The other game five going on last night, Lakers and Suns. The Suns did win and cover 115 to 85. They lead the series three to two. Now, LeBron James led the Lakers with 24 points and seven assists. He was the only starter to score in double figures, and both Dennis Schroeder and KCP were held scoreless. Now, in in KCP's case, he did play just 15 minutes, left early with the left knee contusion. The Lakers just so beat up. As a team, they shot worse than 35% from the field, the worst they've had all season. Uh, And also with the team up by more than 30 points in the half for the Suns, Chris Paul went down with possibly another shoulder injury. So just a really beat up series here. Is this it for the Lakers? It very well could be. I, I don't want to necessarily say that that's going to be a fact, but boy, that they look defeated last night. Even LeBron James wanted to take a powder early, went mm-hmm. to the locker room with four minutes left to go. And I'm not, I'm not like hot take LeBron guy. Like a lot of people <laughs> are. I'm kind of in the middle on him. I'm not somebody that's like in some of the NBA media where they kind of kiss his backside, but I'm also not the guys that are like, okay, he misses one shot with the game on the line and his legacy is now tarnished his legacy. If he doesn't play another game, he's at least in the conversation for greatest of all time, but Mm -hmm. it was curious to kind of see him. And I don't want to overly read into that, but it was curious to see him go back to the locker room with four minutes left to go. It's like, Hey man, take your loss with your teammates. You you know, you, you took a butt whipping. You got to sit there and take it uh, with the rest of your team. But he uh, went to the locker room, I guess, assumingly for treatments, or maybe he was tired of being part of this particular game five. But like you said, didn't get a lot of help. You mentioned Dennis Schroeder specifically. And I saw this tweet on StatMuse, at StatMuse, M-U-S-E, on Twitter. Dennis Schroeder's line last night, no points, one assist, 0 of 9 shooting, 0 of 4 from 3. Next bullet point. $84 $84 million turned down for Dennis Schroeder. He is the first Laker to go scoreless in a playoff game while attempting nine or more shots since the franchise left Minneapolis and moved to Los Angeles. So uh, not a great, not a great game for Schroeder. KCP obviously did not play very many minutes, right. but he went scoreless. And look, when you're without AD, who clearly was the man of the hour in game two and game three, you got to have somebody step up and it wasn't able to be LeBron on his own because there's going to be times where maybe he has a, a, a lower than expected game, you would you mm-hmm. would say. And he certainly did last night. I think he went under on most of his props uh, that were up. But Lakers uh, little in a little bit of trouble. But if Chris Paul, if this injury is severe then they're not necessarily done yet. But this series, like you were saying, it's been an absolute mess to the S. Let me ask you, if you had a Lakers to win the Western Conference ticket, how would you be feeling about it right now? Would not be feeling good because I think that there are teams right now out there in the West that are playing a little bit better basketball. The Clippers suddenly came to life after they laid two eggs at home, but then they win two down in Dallas. Road team has won all four of those games in the series leading into game five. So you got those two teams that I think are playing better ball. Clearly, Phoenix is playing better ball because they're up in the series. Right. And and I just uh, and Utah looks like they're going to close out Memphis at least in relatively short order. So they're just not playing good enough ball right now. And and maybe it, it just reality kind of hits you in the face a little bit where yeah. it's like. 
you know, maybe this team just really isn't that good, even though they have this super team and they're the defending champions. Mm-hmm. You know, even if LeBron and AD are at full strength, maybe this team just isn't the best team in the Western Conference, and we got to realize that. Well, they needed more help from the role players than they got for sure. Uh, Quick question, though, about Chris Paul. How worried are you about him? We did see him go down again because obviously a critical part to this Suns team as well. It certainly is a concern because I think, you know, he's not going to win the MVP, but I think he's been the most valuable to his team because he has provided them with leadership. And he's got two young studs there with Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. And sometimes those young guys that are potential and emerging stars in the league, they need a little bit of leadership. Mm -hmm. And he certainly provides that. And I like the fact that he doesn't get in a hurry. He's a veteran guy. He's been here before. He doesn't work by the hour. He doesn't rush up the floor and is real scattered in terms of getting him into their offense. He's very calm and collected. So they definitely need him, even though Cameron Payne, I believe, Mm -hmm. in the earlier game, he stepped up and had a good game, but it just wasn't enough. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you're talking about the Lakers being a super team. Another super team closed out their series last night. The Nets beat the Celtics 4-1 to one in that series. But some big news this morning for the Celtics after the loss. Danny Ainge announced that he will resign as Celtics president. Brad Stevens planning to transition from head coach to head of basketball operations as they start their search for a new head coach. What do you think of this news, Wes? Yeah, for all the uh, uh, criticism of Danny Ainge not making trades with all these picks, he finally made a trade, traded himself out of a job, apparently, Mm -hmm. because Brad Stevens is now going to be the president of basketball operations. And I know we'll talk about this with John Von Tobel here in the second hour, but maybe Brad at this stage getting a little burned out on coaching. Obviously came from the college uh, game at Butler and now in the NBA and got used to that lifestyle. But one thing about this if is if Brad is going to make this move to more of like a president of basketball operations or a general manager, this is the time to do it. He is only 44 years old, so he is not ancient. He's got a lot of time left if he wants to go back into coaching, whether it's at the NBA level or the college level. So I think that this is a good move. It's going to be interesting to see who the Celtics go ahead and hire. And I got a feeling that this wasn't just a split decision by Grossbach and the entire Celtics ownership and organization. This has been talked about for a little while because we know the speculation about a month and a half ago or two months ago, my alma mater, Indiana University, rumored to have offered him $10 million a year to come coach in Bloomington. And he said, thank you. I appreciate the offer. I'm flattered, but no thank you. And I had a feeling that maybe this was in the works at that standpoint because I don't think he was in a rush to go back to college because when you're an NBA coach, even though you can get burned out as clearly he's done here, you do get your summers off. When you're a college coach, you work 365 days a year because you recruit 365 days a year. And especially with the transfer portal. And then in the summertime, even when you might not have your players there, even though they could be taking summer school, but you got to do all the golf outings and you got to, you know, kiss the babies and shake the hands with the alumni and the boosters. So in the NBA, you get your summers off because your players are gone. So Brad Stevens moving up. I think he'll be successful, though. I think he's got some good pieces there. He has a business background as well. It's not just a basketball background. He has a business background. He's a smart guy. He got hired right out of DePaul University to Eli Lilly, <laughs> which you don't get those jobs out of college unless you're really smart and really an overachiever. So Brad Stevens, I think, will be fine, and I think Boston will be fine. Well, we even have the fan perspective, of course, because our producer, Steph, I talked to her before the show, and she said, good riddance. She's ready for a change. Let's, uh, let's go. They, they have they have high standards up there in Shout Nation, <laughs> and they are so used to Bill Belichick and the Red Sox, the Boston Bruins. I mean, Boston has really been title town, so if if you don't give them a championship right away, it's, it's, it's see you later. And uh, now Brad Stevens is going to try to give them a championship as a front office leader instead of as a coach. Well, as a result of that game, the Nets advanced to face the Bucks in the Eastern Conference semifinals. Game one is set for Saturday. Series winner lines right now. Nets minus 175 and the Bucks plus 145. Let's get into tonight's NBA games really quick. We'll obviously do these at the top of the next hour with our senior NBA analyst, JVT, as well. But let's just start with Wizards and Sixers. The Sixers lead the series 3-1. to one. I thought they were going to close it out the other night, but Joel Embiid did leave the game. So what do you think is going to happen tonight? Yeah, and it's not likely that he is going to play this evening, I believe. Mm-hmm. He was listed as doubtful for this Mm. game. So assume that he is not going to play. Uh, Russell Westbrook has been battling an ankle injury, so he is up at probable. So 
I guess the way I would look at it, even though usually when a star player is out, you can replace that scoring. Kind of like the under a little bit, to be honest with you, mm. uh, because this is, you know, this is kind of the Waterloo here for the Washington Wizards being down three to one. So this is an elimination game. And just to be able to replace that scoring with Embiid down low, I don't think they really have anybody that's going to be able to do that. That that offensive rating when he was on the floor compared to when he was off was 11.2 points higher when he was on the floor during the regular season. And in the playoffs, the differential is really even greater. Sixers scored 38 more points per 100 possessions with Embiid on the floor versus off the floor. So to be able to replace that here in one game, I think is going to be tough. So I didn't do anything with the side, but I am looking at the under here at 229 and a half. And we'll take a look at the player props for this as well later on in the show and how him being out could affect those and how you might handicap them. Another game going on tonight, the Hawks at the Knicks. Hawks lead the series 3-1. to one. I know our producer Kelly Bidlin is probably very excited about that. He's on the Hawks. Uh, game opened with the Knicks at minus 1.5. Total sitting around 207, uh, even up to 208 here. Uh, again, Hawks lead this series. Who do you like for tonight? Yeah, I have the Hawks also as a series bet at minus 120, so sitting pretty well there. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to play this game, I'm liking the under a little bit because this has been a slow-paced series. The possession numbers have been 94.2, 97.5, 90.2, and 92.6. Every single game of the series has gone under the total. Depending on game four, it might have went over depending on your number. So it, it's at least three and one to the under and in some spots four to nothing. But so Hawks have been a little bit better in the garden, actually, than they've been in Atlanta. They've been scoring... Uh, 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 104 points per 100 possessions on the road versus 119.25 at home during the series. So uh, the off, there's obviously some splits here in terms of the poor performance on the road offensively, but this is a closeout game. You've got young and experienced players because the Knicks, obviously, this is their first rodeo as a group, really, because mm-hmm. they hadn't been in the playoffs several years in New York. Atlanta did go last year, but they're not as experienced either. So... I'm going to stick with this under train here in this series. No matter how this series pans out, I was talking about this on Monday as well. Do Would you say this is a successful season for the Knicks? Yeah, absolutely. I think they've gotten some relevance now, and they have a veteran coach in Tom Thibodeau who clearly has improved some of his players. Obviously, Julius Randle has taken a big step up. R.J. Barrett has taken a big step up. He brought the right veterans in, especially with Derrick Rose to kind of lead these guys. The one thing, though, about Tibbs' teams, if you go back to Chicago, however, they win a lot of games on effort. Mm-hmm. They win a lot of games on playing hard. But now this is the NBA playoffs, and everybody plays hard. And right. look, this is a learning experience for the Knicks. They haven't been in this position, really, in years up there at MSG. So I think this is a very successful season, even if they lose this series. Well, Wes, you certainly got a better number on the series price because now the Hawks are minus 1,100. And if you still want to ride with the Knicks, they are 7-1. to one. So we'll obviously get to the other games later on. Grizzlies at Jazz and Mavs at Clippers. But coming up next, where in the world is Julio Jones going? Is he going to leave the Falcon's Nest? We'll discuss that and some MLB games coming up next on the Lombardi Line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in with basketball, hockey, and baseball games every week. It's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Danielle Alvari and Wes Reynolds back here on the Lombardi line. We're going to take a look at one of our earlier baseball games. We were going to talk about the Phillies and the Reds, but that game postponed due to inclement weather. So instead, let's talk about the Padres and Cubs. 2.20 Eastern start for that, so just about two hours here or just under. Denilson Lamette on the mound for the Padres and Adbert Alzale for the Cubs. Who do you like in this one? Yeah, three-game slide right now for San Diego, and this, of course, is the last game of the series. Early pitch start at Wrigley Field at 11.20 Pacific time and uh, 1.20 there in Chicago. But uh, looking at this game a little bit, you're seeing the money kind of come to the under, mainly because the wind is blowing in, because that's what always happens with Cubs totals. They are never put up in the overnight because that park is so wind-dependent. Mm-hmm. So you don't ever get an overnight total at Wrigley Field until the morning. And the betters look like they're betting the under here because it's blowing about 5 to 10 miles an hour inward. Also, it fits that situation I kind of like to play where you have what I call the getaway game day unders. And when it's an early game and both teams got a game the next day and they got to get on a flight and they got to travel, which both of these teams have to do, Chicago is going to start a series with San Francisco. And I believe the Padres go back home off this road trip and they'll get the Mets starting tomorrow night. Sometimes you get a quicker game. Sometimes you get some quicker hacks at the plate. So that's why you see a lot of these games potentially go under on the side here. I do like the Cubs a little bit. The money has moved, though. It started out, I think the Cubs were about even money. Now you're seeing like 115, 120, even as high as 130 here at BetMGM. And Alzale, I think, 
now has had the positive regression going forward. 381 on the ERA, 341 on the XFIP, so even better than the ERA. You look at Denilson Lamed, who's been in and out of the lineup with some injuries. Three on the ERA, very solid, but XFIP is just a tad under five. So seeing those regressions, I think Alzale has put up the better numbers. Cubs have been a nice surprise this year to be 31 and 23. I thought they might be struggling to be 500 and they could be sellers in the summertime. They're saying that they're going to be contenders for the NL Central and maybe they're right 20 and 10 at the friendly confines of Wrigley Field this season I think the number and the money is well placed here on Chicago and the under it's interesting you call this a getaway game because uh, one NFL player may be making his getaway soon Julio Jones on the Falcons they can officially trade him in a situation that will actually benefit their cap uh, as of June the latest odds for his next team the Seahawks are the favorite here plus 150 the Titans two to one the Patriots are three to one the Ravens plus 550 the Raiders are nine to one the 49ers 10 to one the Packers 11 to one the Dolphins are sitting at 12 to one Dallas 16 to one the Chargers Chargers and the Colts are at 20 to one and the Giants and the Bills 25 to one and the Eagles on there for good measure at 28 to one. Yeah, his uh, agent or his uh, management or representation is saying Julio get the stretch because somewhere (laughs) they're going to go. They're going to get paid here. And look, I understand why the Seahawks right now are three to two. Uh, they're, They're a team that absolutely needs a playmaker. They did not have a lot of draft picks. Obviously, they've kind of been stuck in neutral where they're not a bad team, but they're not a great team. But they need an infusion of energy on this team. And you still have Russell Wilson in his prime who signed that big contract. Need to get him another weapon because Seattle, I think, has like good receivers, but they don't have that superstar. I mean, Tyler Lockett is very fast and is good, and they've had Baldwin and those guys over the years, but they haven't had that, like, superstar receiver. So Seattle, I think, definitely would want to get in the mix here. Now, they don't have as many assets in terms of picks. They certainly didn't this year, but they would be the candidate. I think the New England Patriots, we've kind of seen them do that over the years where they have improved their receiving core, getting Aguilar from the Raiders, but they still don't have that superstar. But we've seen Bill Belichick do that before. We saw him get Ocho Cinco. Mm-hmm. We saw him get Randy Moss. So they're willing to go out and get somebody. And they were very aggressive in terms of spending in free agency. They've obviously drafted the quarterback for the future in Mac Jones, but Cam Newton looks like he's going to be the starter just one more year. So Seahawks and Patriots, I think probably the rightful favorites here at the top of the market. Would it change how you would possibly look at betting the NFC West if the Seahawks did get him? Not really, because there's two teams I like better, uh, quite frankly, than the Seahawks. I like the Rams a lot, and I like the 49ers to bounce back this year. That's the toughest division in the NFL this season. Don't go anywhere. We got Steve Mackinnon joining us next on the Lombardi Line. Part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows, including Follow the Money, a numbers game, My Guys in the Desert, and the Lombardi Line with VSIN Best Bets. You can also download Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, Long Shots, Gone Racing, and the Ron Flatter Racing Pod. They're all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into the Lombardi Line. Danielle Varg here with Wes Reynolds. And uh, we get to bring in somebody uh, from Point Spread Weekly, which is great because it's Wednesday. So a brand new uh, issue available of that today on vcin.com. So make sure you check that out. Without further ado, let's bring in Point Spread Weekly editor Steve Mackinnon. Steve, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, hey, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, happy Wednesday, otherwise known as Happy Point Spread Weekly Day. Yeah, that's what we uh, affectionately know it here at VEASAN as. Now, speaking of Point Spread Weekly, something you talked about in here were college football stability ratings. So usually people say change can be a good thing, but in this case, not so much. What did you rate here? 
Yeah, so th this is typically one of my more anticipated pieces, I believe, that I do each year because it, it, it's as sound fundamentally of a handicapping strategy as I think you could find for uh, handicapping the early weeks of the college football season. Uh, what do I do here is I take a the program changes that uh, that were made in an offseason in five specific categories, the uh, head coach, the two coordinators, uh, the starting quarterback, and the, generally the overall number of returning starters. And I sign a number uh, score to each of those uh, different spots and uh, combine them all to get a general overall, what I call a stability score for every team. Basically, the, the idea is the higher the stability score, the uh, more uh, the, the better of a wager that team is in the beginning of the season and vice versa. So looking at some of the highly stable teams you've ranked here, meaning a score of 19 or higher, I obviously see a team on there that I like, UCLA. Uh, so you're saying that because these teams had the least amount of turnover in terms of staff and player personnel, these are teams you can bet on early in the season. Typically, that has historically been the thing. Now, I've done this for nine years where I've had this study, and I have not had a losing season using a strategy uh, in any of those nine years. And I do this for the first four weeks of the season. After that, I typically think the odds makers are able to catch up. So if you miss it in the first four weeks of the season, I don't, I don't really recommend continuing on with it beyond that. Steve, uh, going to the unstable teams, and this is a score of three or lower, two in the SEC I want to hit on very quickly with new head coaches, that being Tennessee. Josh Heupel comes in from UCF to take over in Knoxville. And also South Carolina, Shane Beamer, the son of Frank Beamer, the legendary Virginia Tech head coach, is going to take over for Will Muschamp. Which of these two teams, even though they've got coordinators, new coordinators on both sides of the ball, which of these two teams do you think are more stable going into the season, the Volunteers or the Gamecocks? Well, neither of them are stable. However, I will say I think there's better prospects for Tennessee, even though they have a score of two over the South Carolina three. South Carolina's kind of in a rut right now. I don't see them coming out of it this year. Tennessee, uh, although they're making the changeover, you, you got some sort of fresh hope there with Heifel coming in. His offenses were fantastic at UCF. He also brings in uh, who may be the potential starter here at quarterback, Hendon Hooker from Virginia Tech. So uh, while that is an unstable situation on the surface, it has some potential to, uh, to maybe come around by the end of the season. You can check out more of those ratings, obviously, in our new issue of Point Spread Weekly. I want to switch gears here a little bit and talk a little bit about this pitching article you also wrote, starting pitchers not really getting their due. So maybe the book hasn't really caught on to how great these guys have done. We have Nick Pavetta from the Red Sox, Juan Walker from the Mets. So what did you factor in here when putting this together? Well, this is basically just dominance compared to the price you pay for the pitchers. So I, I, I picked out five pitchers that I find my ratings are a lot they're, they're treating these guys with a lot more respect than the odds makers seem to be. And uh, we got one of them going today, actually. Nick Pavetta takes on Houston. He's got a, the, the Red Sox are nine and one in his starts this year, uh, doing pretty well. He, he was sort of a cast off from Philadelphia last year. He got two starts at the end of the year for Boston, pretty decent. But I don't think the Red Sox knew what they had in him. Uh, maybe they were hopeful, but uh, he's given them a lot more than they expected. And it's a good uh, one of the, main reasons the Red Sox are uh, competing in the AL East at this point. Steve, uh, we did have a big racing weekend uh, last weekend. Of course, I was in attendance at the Indy 500. The Coca-Cola 600 was more of a dominant performance. Not a lot of uh, intrigue at the end there. Kyle Larson absolutely beat him down, led 327 of the 400 laps down there in Charlotte Motor Speedway for the Coca-Cola 600. But now we go to the road course here. Save Mart 350 in wine country in Sonoma. Martin Truex Jr.'s won the last two times here. It was not held in 2020. Are you going for a three-peat for Mr. Truex? Well, at this point, he is the top of the simulation for the week. I, I do have to put in the actual lineup, uh, which was released a little bit earlier this morning. So that will change some things, and it will come out on uh, Visa Newsletter. Hopefully, people did catch last week's uh, simulation run. Uh, it was out in Visa Newsletter on Sunday because it was uh, incredible. I, I had one of the best. Uh, handicapping weeks I've ever had in NASCAR. Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, I had them one and two in the simulation. That's where they finished. I had both of those guys to win and in top five wagers. So 
did very well myself. But today, or this one, should be pretty good. Sonoma is usually a pretty decent track for handicapping. Gets a grade of B on my handicap ability scale. Uh, the typical guys who do, do well at road courses, you're going to want to watch out for those. Truex, Chase Elliott, uh, a guy like Joey Logano. Even Kevin Harvick has been pretty good at Sonoma historically, too, and he's still looking for that first win this season, so I wouldn't discount him either. But uh, look for your normal road course, guys, to uh, probably get it done again this week. Steve, got about a minute left, and you want to follow up with that. In terms of the road course, where obviously you do have less passing than you would on a super speedway or a mile-and-a-half oval, how do you usually attack this from a betting standpoint? Because... You know, the premium is going to be on the guys up front in terms of a futures market or a prop market. Do you do a little bit more head-to-head matchups here, or do you concentrate more on those prop markets here on a road course? Well, I, I usually take a certain set of guys to, to hit those top fives, top threes, and potentials to win. But, yeah, down the road or down, down a little further down the line, I would definitely look in, in some matchups because there's – clearly differences in how these guys are, are their skill and in, in attacking these road courses so that is definitely something you want to watch for look at the designation ratings for these different guys uh, how they've done it road courses i would probably discount anything we saw at coda because that was a crazy race with the rain and mm-hmm. such uh the most recent road course but uh, other than that yeah i would uh speak to normal guys all right thanks so much to steve mackinan from points red weekly for joining us make sure you check out the new issue today thank we you have- guys we have NHL playoffs coming up, and we have Lou Finicaro joining us to talk all about it on the Lombardi line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Turn a $1 wager on the Knicks or Hawks into $100 with BetMGM if either team hits a three. Just use bonus code VSIN100 when you sign up for the king of sportsbooks and get ready for showtime. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com for more details and make sure to use the promo code VSIN100. That's V-S-I-N-100. New customer offer, paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. one 800 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. And 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. In Tennessee, call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. We're back on the Lombardi line. Danielle Avari and Wes Reynolds, in case you missed it, a new issue of Point Spread Weekly out today, available on vcin.com. So let's bring in one of our Point Spread Weekly contributors and an NHL playoffs expert better Lou Finnecaro. Lou, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me on, Danielle. It's a pleasure to speak with you and Wes this morning. So I have to ask you a question first. Our producer Stephanie told me that you don't bet regular season NHL. You only do the playoffs. Why is that? Um, Because uh, they're completely different games. In no other sport is the postseason as different from the regular season as is in hockey. So that's one reason. And then the second reason is I can use usually 82 games this year, 56 games worth of data to compile uh, my model. And after 56 or 82 games of regular season data, it's hard to fool me based on the data. So uh, I just find that I come well more prepared for a way different game in the postseason. Uh, a lot of guys do regular season and have great success, but then you watch them try and transition into the postseason, and it's a different game, and they some can struggle. I am that guy. I, I am having trouble <laughs> in my postseason hockey betting, but my regular season went great, so I don't know what's going on, Lou. You'll have to help me out. So, Lou, and Lou, you mentioned that point in terms of two different seasons, and I think probably the series that's most indicative of that is this one that's going to get kicked off tonight, Canadians and the Jets here. It was expected that Toronto was going to be here, but Montreal had other ideas as the Leafs gave up that 3-1 lead. Now they get the well-rested Winnipeg team that did sweep Connor McDavid and the Oilers, and and Winnipeg did win the regular season meeting between these two, six to three. Analytics guys seem to really like Montreal here, and I followed a lot of them. I have a Montreal Stanley Cup future that I thought was going to be dead. At least it still lives here, so I'm debating if I want to hedge out with the series here. But this kind of reminds me a little bit maybe of what we saw in Game 1 with the Golden Knights and the Avs. Montreal had to come back, and they just had a tough Game 7 on Monday night. Now you get the short-term turnaround against the rested team. So maybe if you like Montreal in the series, and a lot of analytics guys do, do you wait after Game 1 and then see if you can get a better price? What's your read on this one? My read is that it's opposite of what common sense tells us. In my 40 years of handicapping playoff hockey, it's the team Montreal with no rest that's going to have frenetic legs underneath them. All they know is game seven style hockey. It's the team Winnipeg that's been sitting around for eight days wondering who they're going to play planning for Toronto. 
that I believe is going to have a, a much more sluggish start to the series. Now, I believed that also with Colorado and could not have been more incorrect. So it is it doesn't work every time, but I would absolutely lean to Montreal in this game. I look for uh, perhaps Winnipeg to just take a little time, a period or two to find their legs, and sometimes that's all you need. And this has been a big move right now on Winnipeg. I believe it opened 110 in Game 1, seeing as high as 145 here at BetMGM. So uh, if you want to go ahead and fade that move, it's out of like you be the steam or you fade the steam, and maybe this is a good spot to do just that. Yeah, uh, I do lean to the road team Montreal here. However, uh, I will not be betting aside. We discussed yesterday this total. And again, if, if we track Montreal Winnipeg from April 8th to the present, they played three times. In those three games, 19 total goals were scored. However, not once did Carey Price uh, enter the game and play between the pipes. It was all Allen. So uh, Winnipeg, off all that rest, is going to see Carey Price and a confident one at that and a team in front of him playing confident as well. Montreal, a team that somewhat struggles scoring goals, is going to see Hellebuck, who is last year's Vezina Trophy winner. Uh, there's th This game lined five and a half, now minus 150. Yesterday when we talked, it was 130. It's going to go to five. So get your under five and a half now because by noon it'll be gone. Lou, I want to take us to the West now. Second round, game two here, Golden Knights and the Avalanche. I think uh, we all remember game one on Sunday. It was demoralizing for the Golden Knights. They lost seven to one. So Colorado leads the series one to zero. And as a result, the series line moved quite a bit. Avalanche minus 500, Golden Knights plus 375. I believe that number almost doubled. Do you think that was an overreaction to game one? I absolutely think it's an overreaction. I'm, I'm down with a Vegas... Uh, series bet. I'm down with Vegas tonight plus 165 or 170 already, which exceeds the price they were in game one. Teams that take a 2-0 lead in the Stanley Cup playoff tournament in all of its history, 2-0 lead equals 86.8% win rate in the series. So uh, this is the Golden Knights season tonight. Uh, this is two teams that are closely matched. I do not believe Colorado is going to soar right through these playoffs and sweep everyone. And as good as they look, as fast and precise as they looked, I'm going to challenge them to look that good against the Knights tonight because I don't believe they can. I'm all about the Knights in the series and the Knights tonight. And to your point, Lou, this was a 4-4 season series between these two teams. These two teams were battling for the President's Trophy. And really, you kind of saw this coming maybe with VGK because of the series going seven games. Pete DeBoer made, I think, kind of a shrewd move, giving Robin Leonard. you got to give him some ice time. You can't go with Marc-Andre Fleury every game. He was kind of the sacrificial lamb, though, in game one. Colorado had the energy. Vegas Golden Knights did not. But seeing this price, and even as high here at the soft point, plus 175 on VGK, just on the number alone, I think you got to go with VGK tonight. I, I think you do. In, in hockey playoffs, if you have fear, you need to go find something else to handicap uh, because fear doesn't work very well. You have to take road teams. The numbers bear it out. Uh, there's profit in betting road teams, road dogs, and we have two of them tonight. All right, so scared betters need not apply here for this hockey scared playoff season. Scared money don't make money, Danielle. That's right. I knew there was well, a the other that. thing is, is it, it doesn't hurt you to be a half loony either. So you can kind of <laughs> depend on how you want to spin that, Danielle. Danielle is figuring this out now that yeah. we're all a bunch of, of crazy you-know-whats to be able to bet this stuff. Yeah, I'm glad That's I'm right. at least 50% there. Uh, what else uh, in these series, looking at the Bruins and the Islanders, they have game three going on Thursday. Uh, that game at 7.30 p.m. Eastern tomorrow night. That series is tied up at 1-1. One to one. Right now, Boston the favorite at minus 190 to win the series. Islanders plus 135. What are your thoughts on this one? 
Uh, my thoughts uh, initially were that the Islanders uh, were now going to face a real playoff hockey caliber team, playoff team, as opposed to the team they faced in round one, which really not for any reason of their own, but they just couldn't field a capable team basically from the goal out. Now you take, you're take you uh, competing against a team in Boston that plays from the goal out. And this series, I see very, very similar to Montreal and Winnipeg. Look at these totals. They're all five. They're going to be tight, tight, close, uh, really competitive games. And and I, I still lean to Boston here because of the caliber of and pedigree of leadership they have. Uh, that said, I do expect seven games in this series. And before game two, I did use the Islanders plus 425, excuse me, plus 410 in a series bet. So I'm needing seven games here. And if I can get to seven, I can find a way to make some profit out of that. Lou, uh, the other series out east is now 2 nothing Tampa Bay Lightning as the series heads back. They get two games in Raleigh and really two competitive games. Goaltending was good on both sides, but it's just been a little bit better on the Tampa side as they got a 2-1 victory last night. Carolina just hasn't been able to get going offensively. They've kind of shut down, I think, Tampa Bay in terms of especially that power play, which had been at 39% going into this series, which you would think even for a team like Tampa Bay is unsustainable. But Carolina was aggressive, 32 shots, but Lightning were able to block about 16 shots. So reduce the traffic in front of Vasilevsky. Do you think Carolina can get back to this series or the defending Stanley Cup champions just really peaking into form at this uh, standpoint it's going to be one-way traffic well i'd sure like to answer that question after game three west but uh, again we're we're facing now this is a 2-0 series lead so tampa uh 86.8 percent of the time those are pretty good odds uh, with Niederreiter out, a major goal scorer now, Trocek hurt, and he's going to be out. I think that I think the Carolina Hurricanes have a, a little bit of an uphill battle, but there's a lot of hockey left to play here. That said, when I look at teams, who is going to be able to put a chink into Colorado? And that's either the Knights or it's Vasilevsky and the Lightning, in my opinion. And one of those two teams will defeat Colorado in this playoff season. When you look at the Conn Smythe Trophy, this is something where you're probably looking at teams that are doing well. Is Andre Vasilevsky someone you would look at for that? Yeah, I, I looked today, I saw uh, uh, 14 to 1. Now, this was dated from covers a couple of days ago, but absolutely Vasilevsky. Uh, if you're looking at Colorado, then maybe you look at McKinnon. Right. Well, thanks so much to Lou for joining us. Uh, and thanks for all the NHL playoff knowledge. Hopefully my bets will go a little bit better tonight. Good luck, Danielle. Thanks, Wes. I appreciate you guys having me on. You bet, Uncle Lou. Thanks for being on, brother. All right. He said jump on the Vegas Golden Knights. I might have to do that in our break. Stick with us. Coming up next, we'll have JVT to talk all things NBA on the Lombardi line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.